Hi team, Meg Durham here, wellbeing educator, coach and speaker and dropping into your feed today with a little update, a little wrap up. There is no fancy audio. There's no editing. It's just me sitting at my desk having a conversation with you, my big hearted listener. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me to know that conversations like these ones, like heartfelt, deep and meaningful conversations are out in the world. Putting this podcast together has been such a joy and I cannot wait to share the episodes over summer that I have for you. The podcast will still be going over summer, so don't worry. Each week you will get your dose of a good heartfelt conversation. It has been such a year. We have all been challenged personally, professionally, in every way possible, and we've made it. We've got it to the end of the year. I'm not a massive fan of certificates and awards and trophies. They can be great if done in the right way. However, I also have a bit of a problem with them, but I think this year we all deserve a trophy (laughs) for just getting through 2021 a big trophy with a big plaque that said I made it through 2021 it has been such a big year so in this little wrap-up I'm going to be sharing recommendations upcoming episodes of the podcast ways that I'm going to be working next year the five well-being strategies that have kept me afloat and that's about it that I'll sign off for the year. So when it comes to recommendations, fiction, if you're looking for some fiction to read over the holidays, if you want a little bit of a break, I really enjoyed Honey Bee by Craig Sylvie. That was a great read. I also enjoyed a little while ago, Daisy Jones and the Six, a really easy read. Think Fleetwood Mac, sex, drugs and rock and roll, kind of easy drama. So that's by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And then also I recently read The Younger Wife by Sally Hepworth and I love all of her books. Sally is an Australian author. She brings in really interesting themes in a way that's really palatable and really, really easy to read. So check those out when it comes to fiction. Nonfiction this year, I absolutely loved Deep Work by Cal Newport about how we can reclaim space in our minds to get deep and meaningful work done I think that's really important and really important going into 2022 to think about that also Lost Connections by Johan Hari if you have not read Lost Connections and you're interested in well-being and mental health and how we have lost connection to ourselves to our values to the world Lost Connections by Johan is an incredible book. I recommend it at least once or twice a week. Also, if you're a teacher, educator, leader, listening, Trauma-Informed Strength-Based Classrooms by Dr. Tom Brunzel and Dr. Jackie Nourish is a must-read. If you're an educator and you care about the future of wellbeing and you care about the future of your students, it is a must-read. It is a book that really needs to be in every educator's hands it's a guide that I wish I had when I started teaching it is phenomenal I did have um, Dr Tom on the podcast so go back and check for that episode when it comes to TV 
My favourite show is always Ando's Brush with Fame. So if you haven't caught up with the latest season of Ando's Brush with Fame on ABC iView, you can go back and watch them all. Every time I watch an episode of Ando, I just feel so uplifted. Like people's stories are just remarkable. It's a true celebration of the human spirit. Another show that I loved this year, a series on Netflix called Made. Unbelievable. Such a well done show. Really complex themes, but done in such a heartfelt way that really makes you think. I've thought a lot about that series since I've finished watching it. So that's Made on Netflix. And then if you're looking for something that you don't have to think too much, a good old hospital drama. I have been um, captivated recently by New Amsterdam. So if you were someone who loved All Saints, if you loved Grey's Anatomy and you want a place to just escape at the end of the day, New Amsterdam on Stan. I've just finished uh, season one and I absolutely love it. When I need a break, when I don't want to think too much, I can put that on and I'm absolutely loving it. So there are a few things that I've loved this year. Let me know which books you really enjoyed because I love to read. I love books. So let me know. And you never know, it might be able to get the author on the podcast, which would be really fun. So when it comes to the podcast over summer, this is what you can expect. So episode 13 is the patterns of perfectionism with Jennifer Kemp. This conversation will blow your mind. Jennifer explains the five patterns of perfectionism. So the five behaviours she's looking for when it comes to perfectionism. And we can often have a stereotype of perfectionism perfectionism being the A-type. However, it manifests in a whole range of different ways. For some people, they're doing a lot to avoid the fear of failure. And then some other people avoid doing anything. There's just so much in this conversation and I learned so much from it. And I've thought about this conversation a lot since having it. And it's something that I'm really going to be focusing on next year about this perfectionist helper, how sometimes as helpers we can get into these um, unhelpful patterns, all five of them. Then episode 14, just before Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, I'll be releasing the episode Happiness After Loss and Other Dark and Difficult Times with Dr. Maria Soir. The reason why I've chosen to release it the day before Christmas is because Christmas can be really hard for some people. You know, the older we get, the more we realise that life isn't fair. Some really hard things are happening to families at the moment. Some people can be together and some people can't. Some people are grieving relatives that they may have not had a chance to say goodbye to. There's going to be a seat that's empty at Christmas and all of these things pop up. So that's why I reached out to Maria to give us some heartfelt information and insight into how do we manage when life doesn't look the way that we had planned? How do we reconcile the changes in our life? Maria is an expert in resilience after grief and loss and really difficult times. So that's a beautiful conversation. I learned so much from that. And then on New Year's Eve, episode 15, we have the importance of wellbeing goals with no other than Dr. Susie Green, who's the wellbeing goals queen. And in this conversation, we talk about creating goals 
that really matter? And how do we stick to our goals? How do we make change really stick? So it's way beyond the idea of a New Year's resolution. It's a strategy and it's a plan to make well-being a priority in 2022. So that's a great conversation coming out on the 31st of December. And then the next conversation to come out, episode 16, is Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention with Johan Hari. And this conversation, wow, it is wild. It is incredible the work that Johan is doing in the world. His latest book, Stolen Focus, which will come out on the day that this podcast is released into the world, really makes you think. It's really challenging because I feel like our attention is being eroded and the research is showing that our attention is being eroded and our concentration and our ability to focus on what really matters to us is all being eroded. And so this is a call to action. We need to reclaim our minds, our attention, our concentration and focus more on what really matters. So that's a conversation with Johan Hari. And then episode 17 is cultivating confidence with the beautiful Cass Dunn. And in this conversation, we talk about how do we build heartfelt confidence? How can we go out into the world? How can we be in the world in a way that makes sense to us, in an authentic way, not fake it till you make it, none of that stuff. It's about how can we be confident in ourselves, in our choices, and move forward with that little bit more confidence And then the final episode in the summer series is episode 18, The Skilled Helper with Dr. Travis Kemp. Travis is a clinical psych. He's a coaching psych. He just knows so much about why we help and why we struggle to help ourselves. So a lot of people who are in the helping profession, we're really, really good at helping others. And yet when it comes to ourselves, not so good. So in this conversation, Travis explains the struggles that we all face as helpers and how to become more skilled in the way that we help others. And probably more importantly, how do we come become more skilled in helping ourselves? So they're the episodes that you can expect. Each and every one of those episodes have so much to teach us, so much gold, so much wisdom. So moving on, how to work with me next year. So the way that I'm going to be working in 2022 is going to be a little bit different to the way that I've worked this year because I've got more work on. So I've got to um, be really clear about what I can do and what I can't do. So for now, I'm not going to be taking on any more one-on-one coaching. So one-on-one coaching is going to be reduced and then probably stopped altogether because what I found out this year is I love groups. I love working with groups because in groups, you can start to see yourself in different stories. As other people progress, you can start to see the progress you're making. And there's something really magic when it comes to groups. And I'm just a group person. You know, I started out (laughs) teaching body pump in a group. You know, I'm not, I was never a personal trainer never good at the one-on-one. I'm a group person and I love the idea of groups. So the ways that you can work with me in a group is energy by design. Energy by design is my signature wellbeing program for big hearted educators. It's going to be running term one. 
So it's a 10-week program for individuals that are really looking to put their well-being on top of the agenda. They're really looking to put some investment of time, energy and resources into the way that they feel, function and relate. This will be my third round of Energy by Design and every round just gets better and the results within the program are just hard to articulate. The transformation is just remarkable to see educators starting to take care of themselves, starting to step into their power, putting in boundaries, making significant changes in their school systems. It just lights me up. You know, I'm so passionate about seeing energetic and confident educators in our school system because I feel that that's the way that we can have a really big impact when we're feeling good, functioning well and can think clearly. Um, The other way that I'll be working is Thrive by Design. So Thrive by Design is my four-week staff wellbeing program. So in that four weeks, we cover four modules. There's videos, there's handouts and there's a weekly coaching call which is live with me on Zoom. And that has been such an incredible experience when you're working within a system. You know, I've done it within a school. I'm about to do it with a financial group. And yeah, it's just amazing when as a group of staff, you can start to create this shared language. So it reduces a bit of drama, reduces a bit of stress and pressure because you have some language, you have some skills and strategies that in common as a collective and then you can work through things much quicker and much easier so I really enjoyed doing the Thrive by Design program and I cannot wait um, to roll out some more next year I've got some organizations booked in to do that next year so yeah Thrive by Design the four-week program on site so it's within a school system or within an organization and then energy by design with an individual program where individuals can come to that program for 10 weeks. So they're my two major programs. If either of those interest you, you can go to my website. You can sign up for the wait list for energy by design. The wait list is now open. The next round of energy by design will start Monday, the 31st of January. So if you're thinking about it, join the wait list because the bookings will only be open for a 10-day period just before um, the start of term one. And then once I hit this number, I will um, be closing the booking. So the doors for that program only open for a short period of time, a few times a year. So get on the wait list so you can be the first to know. Other than those two programs, I'll be doing keynote presentations. So I've been booked in to do presentations all around the place. So if you're looking for a wellbeing speaker, let me know. And I'll be doing wellbeing masterclasses. So I'm going to be doing a masterclass that goes for about an hour to 90 minutes. Most months, depending on the schedule, but most months about a particular topic. So keep an eye out for those masterclasses. So what has kept me afloat this year? I have so many routines and rituals in place. It's probably a little bit over the top, but I guess that's what I love. It's this well-being piece that's really important to me. But I sat down to think about what have been the five biggest game changers for me this year, what has really kept me afloat during a really, really difficult year. And so here are my five. Um, They're not really in preference order. It's just 
five big game changers. Number one has been ocean water swimming. At the start of the year, I committed to myself that every Saturday morning I would go down to the beach and swim all year round. So that's through winter, through the cold, through the lockdowns, just keep swimming every Saturday morning. And I have absolutely loved it. Saturday morning, I bounce out of bed, get all my equipment together. So in winter, you need booties and you need a bonnet and you need all these things and you need your wetsuit. I jump in the car, absolutely just pumped to get down to the water. I listen to a bit of Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran and I go down and I swim with my group. I've got an incredible group that I swim with. It is such a joy to see their smiling faces on a Saturday morning. Go out for a swim and it's just the best. Out in Mother Nature, in water, some days we're lucky and the sun is rising over our heads and it is such a great way to just recalibrate. To start the weekend with a little bit more headspace and my body feeling just that little bit better because it's released all the pressure of the week and so open water swimming, I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you're someone that likes water, get into the ocean. Just make it happen. That discomfort of that cold period, it just doesn't last. It's probably about 20 strokes and then you're in there and you're just thrilled with the fact that you've done it. It's just such a good feeling. The second thing that's been really helpful for me this year has been book club. I'm in a book club, so hello to if any of the book club girls are listening. And book club is one of my greatest joys. I love the idea of reading a new book every month, having that accountability of other people reading it too, and then having that um, persistence sometimes to keep reading a book that I didn't particularly enjoy, but I kept reading it. And then by the end of book club, once we've discussed it, I think, oh, I'm really glad that I read it. In some cases, I think, oh, I probably need to go back and read it again because I didn't pick up all those things that other people picked up. So I really enjoy book club, an opportunity to connect, to laugh, to learn together, to share ideas, to challenge each other and talk about just really interesting topics. So book club has definitely been an incredible well-being strategy for me today. The third one is probably a little bit different for people but for me it's been a big change so when lockdowns first started in 2020 I decided to stop dyeing my hair and um, I've got really um, strong genetics when it comes to gray hair if anyone has met my dad he's got white hair and when I asked him when it started he said about 33 that he went gray and white so like whoa so I started going gray when I was about 18 and I got to the point where I was dying it every four weeks. And um, when you've got two small kids running a business, got lots going on, I just got to a point where I couldn't give it that time anymore. I couldn't, you know, have half a day sitting in a chair every four weeks for some grey hairs. So I decided when the um, first lockdown happened that I'm going to stop dye my hair. So I stopped dyeing my hair. My hair is completely natural now. My haircut is done in a way that there's zero maintenance. Literally wash my hair, spray some stuff in it and it's done. So no hair, hair drying, no hair straightening. And for some people, this may not mean much, but for people who know what I'm talking about, it's made a massive difference. So I think it makes at least half an hour a day 
of difference because I don't have to think about my hair anymore. Like having a low maintenance haircut, it's probably not as pretty as it could be. However, it has saved me a lot of time, a lot of energy and a lot um, of headspace and stress. So that has been a great strategy for me. My fourth one is every Wednesday morning, I walk and talk with Katrina Myers, who you've heard on this podcast. And that has really kept me afloat that to know that every Wednesday, whatever's happening, 6.45, we're going to be chatting for an hour. And it's such a good touch point to have someone to talk with every week about things that are really important, what's going well, what's not going well, how can we troubleshoot. And I'm just wondering for anyone listening, if you could potentially set up a regular walk and talk with a friend, you don't have to be in the same state. Katrina's in New South Wales and I'm in Victoria. Um, just jump on the phone. Walk and talk has really kept me going. And finally, creating the School of Wellbeing podcast has made such a difference to the way that I feel, function and relate. I am absolutely loving creating these conversations for you, having a guest to talk to about really interesting things. I just love it. I look forward to the conversation. I do all my preparation and in my preparation, I get more and more excited because I have more and more questions. And then I have the conversation and then I have the opportunity to listen to that conversation a few times to prepare things. And it is such a joy to have conversations that matter. And then the bonus is I get to share these conversations that matter. And I just hope it's making a difference for you because that's what it's all about. It's about learning, growing, sharing together. We all have something to learn. We all have something that we can share. And that's what I'm here to do, to share wellbeing education that makes sense, to have a real positive ripple effect in the world. You know, this year, my intention for the year, my word for the year was impact. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a big impact in 2021. I didn't know how I was going to do it. And yet I feel like I've done it. I feel like I've had an impact in people's lives. And I'd love to hear from you either through LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, send me an email. If this podcast has had an impact um, on you, I'd love to hear it. That was my hope for this year. That was my big intention for 2021. So as I'm wrapping up this wrap up, I'd love you to start to think about what is your focus for next year? What is your focus for 2022? What is your word for 2022? I'm still working on mine. So think about what is your word for 2022 and how can you allow or create a space where that word anchors you throughout the year? Because who knows? Who knows what's coming our way? And the fact that we've got through the last two years means that we can get through about just about anything. So. I am so excited about 2022. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for following my work. It's hard to articulate just how much all of this means to me. It absolutely lights me up. I hope over the holidays you have a chance to recharge your battery, back to basics, sleep, move, nourish, rest, connect, charge your battery. It's been a big year. And I look forward to seeing you and hearing from you and chatting with you again in 2022. Bye for now.